stuff, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Sounders Scuttlebutt 2024, our first episode of our third season. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as usual, sometimes I'm joined by your Alliance Council secretary? Yes, indeed, secretary. Who is that? that? I'd have Cameron introduce us, but uh, this is Nicholas Biella. Hey, Nicholas. Hi. What are you doing here? Well, I got the I got the call up, you know, I've been I've been waiting by my phone, hoping that, you know, uh, Craig Weibel would give me that call. And since, unfortunately, the Sounders filled their DP position today, I had nothing to do. How many scuttlebutt caps do you have now? Ooh. I mean, at some seven, at at some percentage point, you're basically a co-host. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love having you. I love hanging out with you. Last time I saw you was just about three weeks and four or five days ago when we went to Kenny G. That's right. We are in the Kenny G splash zone. Oh my God. Were we ever, dude? Thank you for those. That was uh, an amazing night at Jazz Alley. I had not been there. I've been, it's been like, I, I say it's like a bucket list for me, which sounds stupid because it's totally available, but like to have, like a gin martini, three olives, sitting listening to some jazz, you know, and like we went, used to go to Vito's a lot when we lived on the hill, Randy and I, and that yeah. they would do jazz, right? But if you've been to Vito's, it's it's small little joint, but it's got that red leather it, that you wish that you could smoke just to have the smoky air, right? And but it was loud whenever there was uh, a, a duo or a trio there because it's small. But I've always wanted to go to Jazz Alley, and wh- what way to be introduced to Jazz Alley than with probably the the best saxophonist of all time and a local, Kenny G. Yeah, it was a it was so fantastic, and it, what makes me laugh and the takeaway from that evening was, so we were right at the foot of the stage. I mean, literally, literally. touching the stage, and um, Kenny G comes out on stage. And he starts just basically doing crowd work, walking through the crowd, playing his sax. And he basically, for a good, uncomfortable, long minute <laughs> yeah. and a half, two minutes, <laughs> is playing his saxophone, basically being a man witch between you and me. Yeah. Like, no, like, I, <laughs> I saw all the way up his pipe. <laughs> like, <laughs> that thing was at the tip of my nose. <laughs> Splashstone is right. His spit valve was in my lap. It was insane. Um, that was borderline inappropriate, but we're scuttlebutt. <laughs> it it made me laugh so hard after... I, I couldn't laugh in the moment because we were so close that the microphone would have picked it up. Um, <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was, it was was a great evening. Way, what a way to end 2023 and, and kind of get into 2024. And what a way to start 2024 uh, with... Pedro de la Vega, um, yeah. which is not even as fast as he said it in the little intro video. Um, reminds you how native English speakers, when they speak Spanish, Pedro de la Vega is like three times as slow as he said it, but uh, super exciting. Um, we'll get into that. We don't want to bury the lead too far. But yeah, we have uh, a little message from Cameron that we will play because he wants to be a part of the show, if only for 10 seconds. Hey everybody, this is Cameron. Unfortunately, while I was at the ISC conference in Montreal this past weekend, I contracted COVID, so I am stuck at home and not really good at talking right now. So uh, I'm going to leave it to our good friend, Nicholas Biella, to take my place. Go Sounders. Oh, Cameron, we miss you. Feel better, buddy? That's what happens when you go to Montreal. 
Montreal's a great city, but it is a sinner city. <laughs> it's the Las Vegas of Canada. <laughs> mm, I, I, I'm going to stay pr- appropriate here. But no, Montreal's a great city. I actually really love the city, um, but it does have a reputation for, for, for being a little wild. Really? I've never been. Have you gone for like away matches or something? Or uh, Music, concerts. Of course. Uh, Why don't I yeah. lead with that? <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> been to every fucking concert there is known to man. Uh, speaking of your travels, uh, you were showing me a stein of something earlier. What are you drinking, man? Ah, yes. Yeah. So I got my kegerator kind of killing my keg. Um, I am drinking out of Hellbent. Uh, they're Hellbent uh, Hellas. So I figured a nice German stein and not have to go get a refill break. There you go. I don't have beer. I went cost-effective, so I'm drinking my Boda Box. Nice. Can you hear that? Maybe, maybe not. I didn't put next to the mic. But anyway, I'm just drinking uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> That's how they say it in Montreal. That sounds right. right. Sounds yeah. right. I think so. Um, you know, I should warn you. Just, just you know, nothing, nothing... Mm-hmm. segues like alcohol into children but um my daughter could pop in here at any minute so if that does happen i'm gonna just call out daddy break and we'll just you know do a little little elevator music put us on hold and mm-hmm. and i got my you know sexy elevator music if we could get the copyrights i'd put some songbird by kenny g but we'll do my sexy elevator music and i and i know the feeling uh we're we're daddies our daughters play together so this is the daddy show Sans Cameron. Let's get to it. Uh, Sounders signed today, the 24th of January. Pedro de la Vega. How? What's your initial like thoughts on, on this signing? I mean, we've known about it, right? We've known about it for weeks. Um, but it's official. And kind of why we were waiting to do a show. I didn't want to do a show. And then a few days later, this happens. Or I didn't want to talk about him without it being official. So here it is. Pedro de la Vega, youth DP. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, I think my initial thought is just relief. Um, you know it's going to get done. You have every indication that it's happening until it actually happens and he's actually announced. Just weird things happen. Um, there was that little so, hamstring scare there for a second, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a side of me that thinks that's game theory. Um, you know, you're you're De La Vega and you don't mm. want to um, risk injury right now just before a, you know, just before a, um, a signing. Because you know it's happened to other other players um, where, you know, they're about to they're about to sign. They go into camp, get an injury and they're like, ooh, we're going to hold it off till the next transfer window. You know, or just, just a hunch. not do it, right? Yeah. Oh, well, well, I mean, like, maybe not even with that particular team. Um, but we've seen that happen in the U.S. men's national team. I can't think if it was, um, um, oh, the guy that left Dallas, maybe. I can't think of the name offhand. All of them? They've all left yeah. Dallas. <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, but I feel like there was a situation where they're they're about to get over the line. Um, picked up a minor injury and they moved on to someone who was, you know, plan A, plan B, plan, a, you know, and yeah. just, you never know. So it's you know, mutually beneficial when for it's all that parties close. Too. Yeah. The exactly. club, both clubs. Um, so that makes a lot. I, I, I don't know why I didn't even think of it. That sounds, seems like a pretty obvious thing, but I initially, initially was like, oh shit, really? But it didn't seem like at the time the reports were that it was minor, probably because of what you're saying. And if, it was something that was real. Um, they're probably like, all right, we're not, you're not playing. <laughs> Let's make sure yeah. you're fine. Let's get this signing through. How much was the uh, the purchase? Do you know? Mr. 7.5 million. 7.5. Really? Yeah. Uh, Where's that rank? Oof. As far as the Sounders go, I think we, um, I think we maybe spent a little more. <sighs> I think it's top three. Not entirely positive. Um, I think it's top three. 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely positive, but the beautiful part, the part that I am positive about is because he's so young, because he's uh a you know, under 22 initiative, we only cost he only costs us $200,000 against the salary cap. Mm-hmm. So that is ridiculously great. Um that allows us to basically uh open up t- two additional you know, roster spots for under 22. And we've got some youth players who are going to need it, uh, you know, are going to need extensions such as Josh Atencio. Um, you know, so if we're able to lock down Josh Atencio and keep him at that cap friendly number, mm-hmm. that helps us. That's something we've done really successful in the past using Tam and, uh, you know, uh, you know, designated player rules and, and such. But, now I'm curious to see if we can exploit the under 22 initiative, which to date we really haven't. And we've watched other teams do so LAFC notably. Um, and so now it's our turn to start taking advantage of that. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Well, and our other youth VP is, is Leo Chu, right? So it's nice to see us t- taking advantage of, of that, but he was a different, that, that was a project, right? Yeah, high, high potential, low risk. Where this is seven point five million dollar <laughs> purchase, um, you need it to work out, especially when you give him the number ten. About what two months after we lost the greatest, it sounds like he's passed. <laughs> he's moved on to another club, but Nico Ladero going to Orlando. He was our number ten, and he's the greatest uh, sounder of all time. So true. But but do keep in mind, I do want to correct you a little bit there. I do not believe Leo Chu was a youth DP. Oh, really? He was a youth initiative, the under-22 initiative. So he didn't count Damn. as a DP spot. He was... You can you can have like a under-22 initiative player, which counts different. But if you sign a youth DP, then you can add up to... Three U twenty two, so three Leo Chu type players. I I'm never so ever, so it's ever slightly... ever ever talking about MLS roster rules ever again. <laughs> it, it it's so yeah, it's so crazy. It's um and especially when you because yeah, because keep in mind our, our DPS were Raul, Nico, and and oh. Rusnak, and so um you don't get three DPS and a youth DP. So we wouldn't have been able to sign De La Vega if he was here. You know, if Leo Chu wasn't on the roster last year, we wouldn't have been able to sign De La Vega because we already had our three DPs. However, if we, yeah, so just roster, just go with the flow. Um, you mean if Nico was on the roster, we wouldn't have been able to sign Yeah, yeah. Leo if we had, Chu. If Leo Chu's not a DP that you just told me. No, yes, God exactly. <laughs> Who's on first? Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Um, I, I tried to do that joke at work, and that's... I know it's an old joke, but it's stood the test of time, but people did not understand what I was talking about. Anyway. I mean, that that joke's 1930s? I mean, maybe earlier than that, earlier I think. Than that? Maybe yeah. earlier? Anyway. You might be coming up on the 100-year 100, 100 anniversary of who's on first, mm-hmm. um, which would you know, be really... Yeah. You know who also was in Argentine that wore number 10 that played for the Sounders? Who was also five foot eight? Oh, Mauro Rosales. Member berries. I loved Mauro. Oh, didn't we all? And it he it feels like just in like just a just in my memory bank he played longer than he actually did with us. It just a, a, a few seasons, eighty four or something matches. But yeah, no, he if there was ever once a sounder, always a sounder. Like Mauro's one of them, right? Well, but, yeah, I mean, he really was, he was that... Right winger, too. Creative, yeah, he was that creative force that we really needed to help feed Freddie in the early days and to help kind of kind of bridge that gap between the original MLS-era sounding Sounders team to the, to the Nico era, kind of, mm-hmm. um, even though they didn't play together. Uh, by the way, do you remember? Do you remember that Maro? Didn't he go to Chivas and then USA. Vancouver? Yeah, mm-hmm. Chivas and Vancouver. 
Chivas. God, what a mess that was. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Right winger from Argent- Argentina and was also five foot eight or one point seven two or three uh, meters. One point seven two meters is De La Vega, and one point seven three was Mario Rosales. So it must have been so, wearing different boots. How are you feeling today? How are you feeling with this news? What do you, what uh, do you think? I'm stoked. Um, I was ended the last season um, of our podcast in the, in the Sounders season. Saying I, I was just thirsty for something shiny again. Like Dempsey watch was so fun. Like, oh. but and you know Cameron explained to me, and I knew. You know, I it's like going down the toy aisle at Toys R Us at the toys you know your parents can't afford. Um, <laughs> so like I knew it wasn't going to happen. It was just like it, that was fun to have a big shiny player that everyone knew. But the Sounders don't play that game, and I'm okay with that. However, there's something about this kid. That I feel like we're, he has the pe- potential to become that, um, while also being a target player that the Sounders and Craig Weibel uh, has, has clearly said that they they are looking for. Right, it's kind of more like South American, uh, up and coming. But like we don't, we can't afford to do big splashy LAFC Miami signings. So I I really like the fact that this this guy could do some amazing stuff for us, and he could hit the ground running um, with his just his individual ability and his style of play can mesh with other players. Like he likes to distribute more than score, but in an attacking fashion. What did we have in a problem doing? Unlocking any freaking defense. We could hold the ball for days, not let you score, but we could not get a goddamn shot off, man. So with Albert playing the playing the 10 role, not wearing it, but playing the 10 role, and potentially Leo Chu on the left and him on the right, moving Christian back to the mid, which I kind of wanted and mentioned last season because I liked him there and you know we can do it. But something a little more flashy um, to help either Raul or Jordan up top. And I think this also gives us a a huge um, depth factor. Um, We get to move things around because your best 11 isn't your always 11. And we know that with the different tournaments we have to do with injuries with Christian played half the season. Um, You you don't know what's going to happen with Raul. Uh, You don't know even what will happen with Leo Chu. He's shown times where he can slump and might need some time on the bench. Uh, Atencio getting called up, which he just played for the the national team a couple of days ago. Right. So we need that flexibility and we didn't really have that last season. At least from midfield and 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 particularly attacking uh, positions. So this is, I think, a perfect fit for us. And his payload is going to be gorgeous. Again, Mauro uh, Rosales, beautiful hair. Now we got same height, same country, same number, same position, same beautiful payload. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I really love is... Um, I, I love, to your point, that we don't go after the player that people know who they are. You're going to pay a premium. And usually, historically, if you look throughout MLS, it doesn't work out. Um, you know, I mean, for every... I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even counting Messi. Messi's just... He's... Yeah. That, 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 that's different. So for every... You know, David Villa, who yeah. I think is one of the better examples of someone successfully being a big name and just completely kicking ass. Thierry Henry. Um, yeah. yeah. Early days um, of, for sure. of MLS. Uh, Drogba. You know, Drogba. Um, but then, you, you, then you've got a, you know, you got your Schweinsteigers. You got your uh, uh, Pirlos. Pirlo. You've got your Gerards. You know, it... So, you know, I mean, that's kind of how it goes. But I would rather the success of look at our DPs. We have nailed more often than not. Obafemi Martins, one of the top 50 MLS players of all time. No one had a clue who Regular he was. Regular season MLS player. <laughs> there you go. That, there you go. That's true. Um, no one had a clue who he was when we signed him. Um, 
Nico, same thing. Greatest yeah. signing in MLS history. Greatest designated player signing in MLS history for what he did over the length of time with the team that signed him. Um, just, just absolutely game changer. Um, well, I guess you could car- you could technically argue David Beckham. I mean, he joined Galaxy, and it was kind of a rocky start at first, but then they rattled off how many MLS cups? Yeah, but like but, it's far like inferior Galaxy, competition. <laughs> but but Galaxy were already successful before that. You know, he didn't he didn't elevate them. You know, I I I, I they only I, have it, one. It, it's it, no, they they were they were they were one of the OGs. So they had they had quite a it few. Two thousand, and then I think. Okay, well, I believe you more than me. Um, but the point, I, but, but I mean, he's definitely he was definitely someone that would that would be in contention with Nico. But I look at you know the averaging a trophy a year or averaging a final a year between yeah. um between everything being said and done. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But the whole point that I was making is these players coming in, Raul Ruiz, were not big names that people knew. But our scouting department, our team identified players that were... It's always telling when you look at the reactions from the fans of the team that the player came from. Uh, Joao Paulo is a great example of that a couple years ago where the message boards were just filled with love of, Oh, you, you, you're taking our heart. You're taking our, you know, the soul of our team, uh, best of luck. And I'm seeing a little bit of that on the, you know, on the, uh, socials today about De La Vega, um, who came from really, yeah, I was very excited about him. By the way, you know, who else came from, from Lenos? Um, Miguel Almiron. Oh wow! Um, yeah, Miguel Miguel Almiron came from there, and and hat tip to Sounder Art um, because they pointed out that Almiron actually scored fewer goals um, at this age than De La Vega did. So mm. you know, I mean, and De La Vega it's tough to get excited season. about. But yeah, I mean, it's stuff to be excited about. As a matter of fact, that turns out to be a great thing. Frankly. There's no way we would afford him. Uh, he would have been out of our price range. He was being scouted by you know Champions League teams um, before the injury. So, so good point. Yeah, uh, for those who don't know, he I don't know if it was left or right doesn't really matter, but had an ACL tear um, in the 2020 start of the 2022 season. This entire the entirety of it, but then scored was it six goals and 13 assists or something like that, or was it? Oof. I think it was a little um, less than that. Yeah, I, I think a little bit less than that. He's had 13 assists in across all of his first team appearances, so so definitely a little less than that. But um but yeah, just just exciting. Um it's kind of it's kind of the the draw of, you know, the the playbook of what you're looking for, the kind of player you're looking for mm-hmm. right now. Um so here's here's to uh, welcome to Seattle. Bienvenido, Pedro. My Cabernet Savignon. I think you're putting the wrong emphasis on the syllable there. On the wrong syllable. <laughs> that is an underappreciated scene from, uh, I don't even remember the movie. <laughs> what movie was that? It was Mike Myers. He was a flight attendant. So I married an expert? No. No, no, this Which was one? this was early 2000s. Ed. It'll pop in later. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, so I give I'll give to give it a grade. I'm gonna uh, it, it's in the A range um, for me. It's the right fit. Um, the money is perfect. You know, like you were saying, two hundred thousand against the cap gives us flexibility in the summer season. Summer season. Summer transfer window. Also, yeah. it should be known that didn't we just make a trade with? Was it? LAFC, three hundred fifty thousand gam. Yes, but we deferred that to twenty twenty five, which is good for international roster spots, which puts us like at our max right now. However, Yamar is working on his mm-hmm. green card, which would free up another spot. So, with 
money from another trade that we got for 2024 gam yabbity 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 again I, I promised that i wouldn't talk about roster rules but here i go um but basically it gives us the flexibility to you know sign and still be under the cap and in our budget this summer transfer yes and i think you have the right nail on the head there with summer transfer um i don't think i don't expect to see anything added well they're getting on the plane up. tomorrow yeah um you know, in the early days of the season, I think we've got a pretty set roster. I actually went to the first practice last week on Saturday. Nice. Uh, I got to see the team. Um, people look? are looking good. People are looking good. Um, you know, it, it was really fun seeing some of the new guys, actually. Um, so that, that was, that like was pretty fun. Yeah, as a matter of fact. Good that, old Nate. That's, <laughs> hey, um, crap on San Jose all we want, and we do. Um there, I, I got some friends who are San Jose fans who are really bummed that they weren't able to hold on to him. And that's someone, same thing, where I think it became, because of his option, San Jose would have needed to, to pick up the option when they didn't do that. Because we didn't trade for Nathan, we just we just took, how did we acquire Nathan actually? How did that one work? I'm trying to remember. I could be confusing my I could be I could be forgetting how we brought him in actually um but I know we got him at a deal because of the injury um anyways yeah what so injury the, did he have uh he was out for a season with maybe ACL MCL one of those um oh, okay yeah, he, he's 28. He... Right ACL tear all of last season. Missed it. Yeah. He didn't tear his ACL for the entirety of the season. He just missed the... Um, I'm trying to see how we sign adding a defender. Blah, blah, blah. Looks like we just signed him. He might have been out of contract. Yeah, I no think... I trade. think So, yeah, we didn't... Yeah, yeah I think we, he, he was available... Because he was out of, you know, because they didn't want to pick up the the option. But um, the year before that, he played 26 games uh, for San Jose. So definitely played, a, a, a you know, a lot of games. Um, yeah. I Yeah, he's definitely you know. an MLS starter. Um, so that's, I mean, considering who our backups were, or our backup was, our backups to Yamar and... Reagan, who turned out to be a revelation. I mean, he kind of had a poor end to 2022. So a few poor performances, but was showing some really good quality. Um, yeah. But then he just killed it this last year. I mean, we were the best defense in the league. And, and between him and, and Yamar, those are some big dudes. And then you had Nathan, 6'3", 183 pounds, which soccer player, that's, that's got weight. But, you know, that's less than me, and I'm 6'2". And I'm, a, I'm a slender dude, but you look at Yamar and Reagan; they're they're big guys. But this is yeah. this is some this is a wall um, that we will be able to rotate, you know. And I expect to see Reagan in the men's national team at some point in his career with the Sounders, because well, it was January; he, he had to go home early. I mean, oh, he really? was called up. Yeah, he was called up in in January. Because I remember, yeah, um, I remember hearing that he was on the on the cusp. Yeah, he he got and, and January. To be fair, is the the camp to bring in MLS players that that to get a look at, um, like Intensio. Yeah, and and Reagan, you know, so he's definitely on the uh, he's definitely on the radar. Um, but Nathan, I think the sense I get from Nathan is Nathan is. You know, it's going to battle to be that third center back. Um, it gives us tactical flexibility if we want to. Not tactical, but it gives us financial flexibility. If we want to find a trade partner for um, Ariaga. Um, but I'm also curious to see if it gives us any kind of advantage or opportunity to change formation. Uh, and I'm curious to see this preseason to see if we play back with a, a 3-5-2 in any way. I I really don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just just kind of trust those that are smarter than I about soccer. 
Well, I bet you'd um, see that uh, in preseason just to yeah. get a run out. So there's some familiarity if they have to use it or if Brian wants to use it at any point because you don't, I mean, my well, there are times in a game where you want to, you know, defend differently yeah. and yeah. Yeah. And I'm not excited about our fullback depth as much. I mean, Reed Baker Whiting was showing. I mean, he he looks and he's great. looking good. By the way, yeah. he's looking really good at first practice. Um, and then we signed Jonathan Bell. He's yeah, another player that was looking good. Um, was slowly working my way into those conversations. Um, but yeah, so so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to see. Um, you know, honestly, if even if if anything else, just upping our depth pieces and just continuously trying to find ways to improve and and get the most value out of our depth um not a bad thing i think i'm most excited about our depth in years um when you look at this roster right now as they board a flight in probably 12 hours to go to spain um when you look everywhere, I mean, really the only players that are stuck to one position are, you're looking Nuhu. at Nuhu, Leo Chu, and, and JP a little bit because you need him to be in that box-to-box with the defensive mentality, but he can distribute. Um, Atencio a little bit as well, but and obviously our center backs. But when you look at Jordan Morris can play wings, Christian Rodon can play the wings in, in the midfield. You have um, Albert, who can really play just about anywhere in the midfield. Yeah. Um, he's not best as a winger, but unless he's inverted. But And then you got Pedro de la Vega, who can play anywhere across what we like to have as a top three. Um, maybe not top three, but that, that three line behind a forward. It's just Raul is probably the only one that can only be a striker. And Leo Chu can only be a left wing. And, um, yeah, knew who. Alex can even move into midfield in a, in a desperate, like, if we absolutely needed it. But I, I, I wouldn't even say desperate just because he plays midfield for El Salvador. El Salvador, yeah. Um, and, and we drafted him as a midfielder. So I, don't, I wouldn't say desperate, but it's not his best position. Would you put him in the midfield and bring on another right back probably not but would you in the flow of a game decide to try and go to a three five two push him up and push push him up into the midfield yeah you can do that that. yeah yeah so you have that flexibility to be able to do that without having to make multiple subs um theoretically i i i yeah. don't know in in reality how that would play but in theory in theory and and we certainly know he's got the tactical flexibility to play in goal <laughs> yeah he's you know 100 percent safe percentage right <laughs> uh you know what hang hold that thought for one second we're not doing a daddy break but just just hold that thought for one second And you know, the worst part about this delay, and I hope you cut this out, is. Oh, we just got done listening. Isn't even worth the... We just got done listening to sexy elevator music. Oh, that's that's fantastic because the juice isn't even worth it because it's a visual joke. The whole the whole thing. This, so this is just for your enjoyment here, but we're looking at my Alex rolled on goalkeeper kit. <laughs> so we, yeah, we got a yellow Alex rolled on goalkeeper kit. He actually had. I don't remember actually having one. Didn't he just go in there in his emergency? Without he did. A name he did. On it? No name on it, but literally the next day I went and bought one just because I wanted to commemorate the moment. Oh, I, so you put his name on it? Yeah, I, I, I really like Alex. Um, and it's just such a, it's such a top 10 moment in Sounders history. Uh Maybe, maybe of, not outside of like winning stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what but, I mean. Yeah, like, like just, uh, yeah. just quirky moments. Like, like you know, that could be a fun conversation as we get you know ramp up to the season. Is you know what are some of the 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 top 
non-obvious moments in Sounders history. You know, the quirky moments. It doesn't have, I'm not talking about like a great goal. I'm not talking about, like, I, I'm talking about the weird things, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the memorable moments that, that people, you know, become, become folklore. The Kellen Road butt block. There you yeah. Will Bruins thumbs up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, th- that's that's exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And if we had like a... Um, I think Red Card Wedding is probably the top. <laughs> actually, good. yeah. I mean, when we're talking folklore, that's that's exactly... That, that, that transcends the Sounders. That yeah. is MLS folklore. Yeah. Um, Sounder Heart did, or I don't know if it was under the Sounder Heart umbrella or just No Sadientis or whatever, but they, they did a great little... Um, oh, that that retrospect of it, like yeah. the ten year anniversary, or yeah, that was pretty cool. Maybe not ten year, but yeah, yeah, that was that was really great. Um, speaking of which, we just said goodbye to Starfire. This week was the final, the final practice at Starfire where Red Card Wedding happened. So yes, indeed. Um, Really excited to check out Long Acres. Um, was very lucky and fortunate, Cameron as well, where we got to break ground on Long Acres. We got to put the shovel, the golden shovel, into the dirt and 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 do that. That was a really cool cool moment for us uh, on the Alliance Council. Um, but yeah, like uh, really excited that we're kind of getting to the end of that project and and seeing, you know, where where it goes from here. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, um, not sure sure how much access we'll we'll get as layman fans like myself off the jump, but I know the there goal, will be there there there. That's a stated goal of theirs mm-hmm. is to make it accessible. Now, what accessible looks like, you know, we'll find out. But the more that they you know they keep stating that, the more I think it it you know it's important for us to hold them to that. Um, excited. Well, as an elected official, we're going to hold you and Cameron to it. Um, yeah, because I certainly want to check it out. Exactly. exactly. Well, we should get kind of circle back to the lead here, um, De La Vega, and maybe get some final thoughts from each other. Um, yeah. I kind of gave my grade on it. What? What? Are, are there any concerns you have from this signing? I'm going to say no, because you just don't know any signing. You just don't know how they're going to mesh and that. So I would rather them take a high, you know, reward swing at something, you know, and, and versus going with maybe a known quantity, maybe someone within the, within the league and, and bringing in someone on a DP contract. Um, no, I love the, the, I love the aggressiveness of going with the, uh, the UDP signing. I think that gives us a lot of tactical flexibility with our, our core, you know, our Atencios, our, you know, Danny Leva, if Reed Baker Whiting, if either of them develop, you know, they can, they can be a great value down the road where you know in 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 our 2018 to 2022 um successes a big part of the reason we had success is we were having such great value from players like new who who were hitting our cap at like eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars you know and getting great value there allowing us to spend uh on more tam level players so by by bringing in a UDP, it allows us to financially bring some of our youth players in a in a cap friendly number, where we might not be able to do that otherwise. So I'm being like retain them with contract sign. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, like like yeah. Atencio for sure. I mean, he like, got number. He's number eight. That's yeah, a, that's a starter's number. <laughs> so um, that's his new number this year. And we just signed him to an extension because, mm-hmm. you know, and we did that a couple of years ago as well with Jordan and Christian. 
where we signed both of them to extensions and locked them down before you know before they you know we we locked them down before they really broke out and they both made the US national team for the world cup um they both uh i would argue have definitely performed to their contract um i think we're trying to do the same thing with atencio uh, i trust the club in making smart decisions on this um what i'm curious about and actually yeah so here's where i'm curious here's where i am slightly nervous this is the first wave of signings since Chris Henderson left. And notice I'm talking about Chris Henderson and not Garth Lagerwey. Garth, absolute wizard on the cap. One of the best execs in Major League Soccer history. I, I, not even one of the best. He is the best. Yeah, he, he's a phenomenal he's front a, office yeah. leader, right? Yes. And, and, and frankly, I would not be surprised... If I was putting money down, I would put money down on him succeeding Don Garber. Like I, I, oh, really? would, yeah. I can, I can see him. I don't know if he wants it, but I can. I think he's the first name on the list. It'd be nice to have a commissioner that likes soccer. I <laughs> mean, Don Garber's literally said he doesn't like soccer because he came You're from the NFL. Yeah. I, I have opinions about Don Garber. Um. Now, with that said, um, Chris Henderson, I think that was a really, really rough uh, exodus, you know, and he had to take that opportunity. And yeah, look at him. He's in Miami. I mean, you know what? Great. Yeah. Um, but we haven't really signed a lot of players since he left. Um and so now, now let's see what happens. Um, I think Sean Henderson, his brother, is still um, in scouting here with us. I think he's a, I think he's our current head of head of scouting. Um, I believe I. You're right. I think Cameron said that too last at the end of last season. Um, and so yes, yeah, Sean is the director of scouting. I had to look that up. I was pretty sure, but I mean. Chris and Garth, just it's just hard when you lose really talented people, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm very optimistic. I'm very excited. I think you could say there's concern, and it's the most obvious one, and even though he had his best season as a professional last season, in, in 2022, he didn't miss all of it with an ACL tear. The only reason I'm I'm actually not concerned about that is the treatment, and it's it's this isn't 1985 getting a torn ACL. We're in the almost the beginning of the you know the first quarter of the 22nd century. <laughs> so or 20 did I say 22nd century? Uh, 20, I think so. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. It's 2024. He's young. He clearly has seemed to recover from that. And then you'll also look at what's happened to Jordan Morris and Jao Paulo just on our team, right? There's yeah. three there's three ACLs just in those those two dudes, and they're fine as far as we've seen. So I think you can have the benefit of the doubt that it's not as um career ending or stunting as a as a recovery or injury that the injury used to be. And yeah. and I and I'm not concerned about that, but you can make an argument that 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 could be a concern, right? Is that does uh, every human being is built uniquely, and some are more prone to injuries like that than others? So is he potentially an injury prone player? I think would be m- the main concern out of oh he had an ACL tear at, at 21 years old, um, but also that could have been a freak accident. I don't I I wouldn't even want to look it up because I don't like looking at injuries. But I don't know how it happened, right? So I mean, that's one thing you could say. And then other, other is just assimilation into the league. I don't know much about Argentinian football and, and their premier division, if that's what it's called. I think it's called that or something like that. But I hear it's pretty physical. I mean, I've seen Boca Juniors and River Plate matches, and that just looks like a brawl with a soccer ball. <laughs> so, um, but MLS is got its own unique characteristics too. I think the league has evolved considerably considering the money that's been available to clubs in recent years 
with these roster rules and now three DPs and Tam and Gam. So there's more, there's a better quality of player where kind of brute force isn't the tact that we were used to seeing in the early 2000s and 90s and American well, soccer, right? But but let me ask you this though: have you have you heard of the Argentinian national football team? You know they're you know they just won a World Cup. You know they're they're, they're vaguely team, familiar. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty. They, good they got a number ten. Um, yeah, they do. They do. Um, he's getting call ups to their youth team. That's okay, I'm stoked. A, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's all right. So so there you go. I mean, he's getting he's get he left their national team camp just a couple weeks ago. With he picked up a minor injury. Um, oh, is that where the quote unquote injury yeah. happened? Yeah, yeah, he was he was he was with their their youth camp, the, okay. the Argentinian youth camp. Um, yeah, so uh, I Hell think yeah. they're preparing okay. for yeah, so 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 yeah, he's getting he's he's getting he's on the radar of the Argentinian national team. Is he going to get a senior team call up? You know what? Not even worried about that right now. I mean, to be at that level <laughs> of the. You can literally say the best national team club in the world. <laughs> um, that's 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 a good sign. Yeah, so I mean that that's kind of that's kind of the the context that I wanted to give. Like like so, if he's good enough to get called into the youth national team, I think his injury is is okay, and his that, probably his ability to assimilate. I mean, if he can play with those kind of quality players he can figure it out and he's still adaptable he's still growing as as a player too so it's not like he's 28 29 this is what i do it is you know and i think schmetzer is probably a great coach to have as well i think for and freddie and uh i i mean i like i love our staff i know cameron has his qualms with some of brian's decisions but i think uh, and I, I don't want to speak for Cameron, but just from conversations I've had with him too, he loves Brian. Uh, I think Brian is a great coach. Um, I think he's a, a great. He's like that. Like, I've said it before, like a that fun uncle, like that good uncle you trust in your family, right? He's he's great for our youth on this team because he get he wants to give them the the opportunity to play. And grow and become something, and um, they do get that chance, and you see it work out a lot with the Sounders. So he's this guy's young, he's talented, he he has some expectation at seven point five million and wearing the number ten that you are going to be a starter and you do have to perform. But it's like you're saying he he's on the radar of Argentina. I think he's got this the skills yeah. and the ability to to do that. And, and for, for additional context, yeah, he was just called into the um, under twenty three uh, team for this September window or for this this recent window. Um, keeping in mind that that the Olympics are coming up, so the Olympics yeah. are the under twenty three team. So I don't know if Argentina's youth team is qualified for the Olympics. Um, but if and I don't even know if all the teams have qualified or, or not yet. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but if so, there is a chance he could get called into the Olympic Games. Which are, oh, that's this summer, isn't it? Where is it this year? Is it in Paris? Yes, I believe so. Or France. I don't know if it's Paris or just France. Oh, man. That's exciting. It's It'll, it'll be fun to have a regular summer Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, although, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bummed about that. I, I had I had dreams of going to Tokyo for that one for my 40th. Um, um and sorry, and dude. Doing that, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and to answer your question, Argentina did not qualify for. Oh, they suck. Um, oh, uh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's there's still six slots left. Um. So there are still six slots left, uh, and and that will be coming up. Two spots will be available to to Conmebol, and that will be 
uh, January 20th to February 11th. So literally right now that's happening. Hmm. And that actually, I guess, would have been the, the camp that he would have been called up to. Or that, that was where he picked up his injury, unfortunately. So, um, the more you know. The more you know. Stars and rainbows. There you go. And right now they're 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 they've qualified for they're they're qualified for the final stage of that tournament. Um, but again, they're in the group stage of that right now. So so there's a decent chance that Argentina will make the uh, will make the Olympics. And um, and in this particular case, I would be okay with losing him for League's Cup time, maybe. Um, just because I, I, I don't know if the Olympics is a FIFA required window or not because it's under 23. So that may not be an international break. They may need permission from the clubs. Um, so I guess that all depends. I'd be curious to see how that plays out. Um, because if you, if you bring, I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but let's say he's. It's named to the squad. Say he's named to the squad. The Olympics Olympics are coming up. Do you let him go, which will bolster his visibility on the radar to to sell him for more money down the road, or do you keep him? Uh, yeah, I guess it all depends on who our schedule, how many games he'd miss, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick answer to that because again, yeah, we're, we're early to talk about it, but I mean, with the whole U.S. Open Cup crap. Um, which I don't know if there's any new news from when they dropped that bomb. Is there? Yes. Well, what's okay. the last you know? The bomb that was dropped at the MLS next pro is going to be the yeah. only. US, U.S. soccer said, no, that's not happening. We'll take Okay, because I, I heard that, but I didn't know if the, what the outcome of that. Okay, great. Never mind. Yeah, well, so, so either way, my, my point is I don't really give two flying F-bombs to about the uh, the league's cup not because we dropped out of it i'm just not that it i'll watch it i guess it's fun um but if it's gonna be basic i'd rather use it as a break um and get our our younger players on our first team opportunities and i want to compete in it don't get me wrong but i i i would like i would like to see josh atencio play for the usa in in paris in, in france i want i, I shoot, we got another team to root for, another country to root for if we're not going to make it deep into that tournament in Argentina with De La Vega, you know, and uh, and our um, other players that get called up, that might get called up for it. So I, I'm i okay with it if, if they do get yeah. called up and we don't have them for League's Cup. And to give you context, League's Cup will be from July 26th to August 25th. The Summer Olympics will be from July 24th to August 10th. So yeah. if De La Vega gets called up, go to Argent or go to Paris, you know. So yeah, and come back, and we if we get out of the little mini group stage or whatever they do in League's Cup, then we'll just take it home from there with uh, yeah. our new number ten. Um, now, what I'm curious about is how you know how are we going to start ramping up? Is MLS going to allow us any advantages? for club world cup coming up literally a year from now it's coming up before we know it yeah and did you see the latest news about what fifa or u.s soccer is planning on doing for club world cup no okay that's why that's why this i'm great it's a great this is a great show because you have me and then you have people like cameron and you so all our listeners are covered when you're saying did you hear about this or did you know this rule and i'm like i like the color purple (laughs) i do like the color purple um now uh so on top of the club world cup which will be the inaugural version of a 24 team world cup style think think Mm -hmm. think um 1994 World Cup, 24 teams, same amount of teams as this Club World Cup. So, you know, before the expanded World Cup. Uh, so group stage, tournament, everything like that. Okay, so I did hear that. Yeah. Making it more a legitimate but, tournament, more or less, than uh, just... And a, that's that's awesome. Uh, there will be two teams from the United States in the, te- in the tournament. 
uh, the the Sounders because we won Champions League and the four the four previous years Champions League winners are the CONCACAF representatives but as the U.S. are hosting it the host nation gets a representative so I'm sure I'm sure that'll be interesting to see how they justify putting Messi in that Wait, who's um, hosting it? U.S. Oh, okay. Yes. It's basically this tournament is going to be held every four years and it's going to replace the Confederations Cup as kind of a... The Confederations Cup used to be the CONCACAF... Um, the 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 CONCACAF winners, so the Gold Cup winners, the Euro winners, the Copa America winners, um, would play in like a, a seven-team tournament the summer before the World Cup in the stadiums of the World Cup to kind of test that out. Um, instead, this Club World Cup would be a bigger version of that with, you know, you know, clubs all across the the world in theory i think it's a great great idea i'm really excited to see how this plays out even more excited that the sounders are in the inaugural one so this first one will be in the united states next year um as a kind of a warm-up to the world cup now what u.s soccer is a long-winded way of getting back to my original point which is what u.s soccer announced this last week um reports are that because at the same time as the Club World Cup is the Gold Cup, so the U.S. national team, Mexico, all them playing against each other, they are planning on hosting the two tournaments simultaneously on different coasts. So the oh, East yeah. Coast would be Club World Cup, basically taking advantage of all the European teams, times a more time zone friendly time for them and then the gold yeah, cupping that. on the west coast now they did there is a rumor that seattle would get one home game so one game in seattle as a you know so so that is the rumor we'll we'll see how that plays out it's now, a stupid idea just like the mls next pro only in u.s open cup so hopefully that we have time for that we'll to get see. sorted um, however, the World Cup 2026 schedule is supposed to be announced within the next week or so. Um, and that's going to be, uh, that's going to be announcing how many games each city is going to get, um, and, and things like that. So hopefully, uh, we'll get a little bit of a better picture of what Seattle's going to have for um, for the next couple, you know, for the, for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, you and Cameron get to know stuff before before I do. I'm in hotel sales in Seattle, baby. I'll probably know this shit before you do, <laughs> because when it comes to like, I knew about I know about college game day coming for uh, UW and Oregon about a month before. It was announced. So <laughs> I get to throw something back at you guys. Sorry, guys. No NDA, but you know, I'll get I'll get fired if I tell you. That was a really good uh that was a really good Woody Woodpecker there. <laughs> Got it. That's probably it's just terrible for audio only. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that much better for visual. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Why don't we bring this into port? And how many caps did you have? Because this is your last one. Hanging up, buddy. Just kidding. Draft me for public. I swear to God, I was just about to say, you're not getting drafted. That's um, fine. I made it to the final without you. Ooh. Yeah. How'd, how'd you guys do? We made it to the final without you. <laughs> how did you do? It's I fun drank. watching it, huh? Sure. Was. Hey, hey, we actually, we, we were holding up that shield. It was tied, which is stupid. But I got I got a photo of me holding up the shield. Well, I don't have it. Are you getting it? <gasps> what you you got a photo of what? what's the placard? Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten around to getting your uh, oh, your team fucker. name on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you better have that by Saturday. Um, 
You know, that like, would have been a baller move if I had just pulled out the power, you know, your team name right there. Um, and then also put, like, not Aaron. <laughs> uh, Strickland Propane. No thanks to Aaron. Yeah. yeah uh, um, for, 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 this is audio only, he was holding up the placard that has all the Supporter Shield winners in public on it engraved. And hasn't put our, ours on there yet. Anyway, no one cares except for our pub listeners. Public listeners. Which we have a we have a good number of. Really? No one oh, talks yeah. to me about the show when I'm on their fucking team. <laughs> Not like I'm famous or anything like that. Oh, are you Aaron? The Aaron? Oh, that'd be um, nice though, you guys. You're just uh Aaron. Uh Aaron. Uh Aaron. Alright, let's bring it into port though. Um Super excited about Della Vega. By the way, his last name means Dweller of the Meadow. Which makes me just picture him with his beautiful hair making daisy chains. Vega means a dweller of the meadow or one who lives in the plains. So Pedro of the dwellers of the meadow. Just a little anecdote. I love it. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, super stoked. Super stoked. I think it's great signing. The little concerns you probably could come up with. uh, I think we've squashed. Um, Really, he would just have to... fall face first and not perform but every every sign says that or points to that he will perform and um he gets to have an off season with us right now he just just arrived just signed getting on the plane going to spain full off season with the team this is going to be great super excited now i i do want to i do want to test this out since it's you know the first day of of his time here with the sounders and i want to record this for posterity i want to see how fast you can say his name. Like, give me your, well, I've been drinking your this whole show. I've probably got it now. I, I was, when I went to Mexico when I was 18, after like a few tequila, I did Spanish in high school, like the gen, general public in America. And I felt like I was fluent after a few tequilas. I'm excited to watch Pedro de la Vega play. Is that pretty good? I th- I'm very yeah. impressed. There we go. Fuck you, dude. I'm very impressed. Put me on the plaque. Yeah. Put me on the placard. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very impressed. I will I will even buy you a beverage this Saturday. Oh, really? At the, at the no. registration. Just gotta save money. We're having a baby soon. Not gonna work for a month, which is really hey. Shout out. Stay at a Hilton. I'm biased. I work for Hilton, but they give their employees uh, four weeks paid um, family leave. When you have a baby, so that is awesome. Yeah, I I'm really. I get four straight that. weeks to be at home. I did not get that. I won't say my last company, but I had to use all my PTO and I saved the entire nine months to have two weeks off. Um, so I get to as soon as little baby pops out, I get to be home with my wife, and I'm be over the moon excited. And I've been saving Tears of the Kingdom on my Switch. I haven't played it. Got it for Christmas. Zelda. Because I'm going to have my baby on my lap and I'm going to be saving Hyrule at the same time for four weeks. Super stoked. And then Washington family leave too. But yeah, anyway, keep you posted. Um, Bringing it into port. Thank you, Nicholas Biela, for being on the show. Um, Cameron, hoping hoping you feel better. And we will do a kind of a preseason show. Go over some, it'll be New Year's resolutions. Uh, It'll just be kind of late. But we want to go over all of that stuff. What? You got a thought. Do you think Cameron's going to make it to this point in the audio? Should we put like a little Easter egg in here and just test him right now to see if he actually listens? Do it. Do it. I can't, I can't think of a good one right now. I can't think, I can't think of something. I'm going to, I'll leave that to you. Shit. I don't know either. Uh, (laughs) Fuck you, Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) Grow some balls. It's just COVID. 2024. It's the cold now. Uh, <laughs> Cameron, if if you do get to this point, you you got to acknowledge it because if you don't acknowledge it, we're just gonna we're just gonna assume you never. That or this. you're the new host because Cameron says, "Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> Enjoy your show without your Alliance Council president." <laughs> I get to, I get the demotion of the secretary. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding and love you dude <laughs> muted and muted all, all right. right way to way to scuttle about the end of this show um 
Hey, everyone, join our Discord. Show uh, The link is in the show description. We've been sleeping through the offseason, but now the show's kicking off. The season's about to kick off. It's a fun little uh, community we have on there. I'd love to see it grow. It's also where, as we do our shows, we're going to ask, you know, give us some scuttlebutt. What do you want to talk about? So uh, jump on there. Scroll down. And uh, any... Do I, I'm not I'm not big on social media really anymore. But you should, James is going to say where you can follow us on X. Um, do you, if you'd like to say where you can be found on on social media, you may go ahead. Yeah. So on Pornhub, <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, that's that, that's actually Cameron's joke. He he says <laughs> adult Does friend he finder. Really? He no. Said, well, he says oh, adult okay. friend finder. Okay. okay. I'm like, I Which makes me think that's very specific, dude. <laughs> you're on, you're on there, aren't you? Anyway, uh, what uh, can I find no. you? So on Twitter, I am Nikita Banana, N I Q U I T A B A N A N A. It's bananas, B A N A. I love your handle, um, Nikita Banana. And on Instagram, I am Cascades to C. Uh, Cascades to C. Anything else? I'm not really on. So that'll that'll be it for now. Yeah, and I'm on I'm on X only uh, at A A R O N L A N G L E Y. I had a thought about my name. That's weird. What's my name? And uh, who if knows? you sing it, if you sing it to Mickey Mouse, the Mickey Mouse song, you'll never forget it. A A R O N L I N G L E Y. That was pretty good. Pedro de Vega, take it away, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.